0: Whoever do, do, yeah, wings with friends, ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. do do, boom, boom, boom. Hi. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. Uh, we are podcasting live at the sac (laughs) Town Comedy Get Down at Last Unlimited in Sacramento, California. Woo! Yay! Yay. (laughs) You guys, these are some special episodes we're recording with the comics of the festival, and I am so lucky to be here with a very talented comedian, Kyla asbin Hey, hello! I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited I got
1: Wings. I'm so excited to talk. What a day. I just
0: met you today. Yeah. I mean, which is which is perfect, because that's the whole point. It's but I've been a fan thin. of yours since I
1: saw you asking for a guitar for your lip sync. I was like, <laughs> this is a soul friend right <laughs> here.
0: I was like, wait, what? Since what? I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. I need a guitar for my lip sync battle, because you're prepping for the lip sync battle, too. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I'm, we're in this. I honestly don't think anybody should loan me their guitar, because I mean, I'll take care of it, but it's like, there's always something, you know, like I always get weird about loaning my stuff out where I'm like, you're going to break it. Well, you know all the things that you could do wrong with it. I'll tell you this. My lip sync battle is so mellow. It's so chill. So, you know. Yeah,
1: we nobody needs to try. Let's just go tell everybody
0: that ours are super chill. They don't need to try. No, as
1: long as it's a good show, it's fine. I don't care. It's what doing.
0: <laughs> Kayla, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are. What do you do? What makes you so special? Uh,
1: my name is Kayla Esmond. I am a stand-up comedian based out of Los Angeles, which does not make me special, but... Um, I have a degree in musical theater from a uh, Baptist university. That was fun. I have four cats. They're great. Viola, where'd you go? Washita uh, Baptist University. Oh, that's not what I
0: wasn't thinking that at all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay.
1: it's in a tiny little town in Arkansas. That when school is in session, they have ten a population of ten thousand. It's wow. very small. Uh, and uh, I date another comedian. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. And
0: that, how does that go? You know, people everyone are, tells me
1: stay away from I comedians. Know. People always like, don't date other comedians. I love it. People, when we first, like anytime somebody finds out that we're a comedy couple, they're like, oh, that'll last. But we've been together for over four and a half years. Congratulations. Thank you. We live together. We've lived together for a long time. We moved out to Los Angeles together. Um, we, you know, we, we, uh, we both have a very, we have different styles of comedy, but we have very similar approaches to comedy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's good. And like, we're great at giving each other tags and each other's voices. Uh, we've been together long enough that my mom has gotten smart and she stopped asking when we're gonna get married. Uh-huh. And she started asking,
0: so do other people ask when you're gonna get married? Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, correction. I said I don't date comedians. Mm-hmm. I, I will date anybody who wants to date me. I oh just yeah. nobody has ever asked. You know, so yeah. I can't really say I don't, don't. You know, I I don't because nobody has asked. I am
1: proud that at a certain point I did make the like bridge from like when I first started comedy. I was just like fucking comedians and like that can get you <laughs> into some trouble and now I'm in these Give weird your voice situations don't go. So they're gonna, hear now I'm in this weird situation where I'm trying to figure out like I want to do somebody's show and I'm like should I bring up that I ate their ass should I like not bring it up is it weird to bring it up is it weirder if I bring it up and they don't remember or I
0: don't like I think it's best <laughs> just not to bring it up and then they have to find out if that's some don't you know don't right. let them know.
1: well and at the time uh, I the person didn't know the, per- the specific person I'm thinking of didn't know that I was a, a comedian I don't think because I was waitressing at the conference club. So, oh. as far as they knew, they were just banging a waitress.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, see, I'm so glad we're talking. You find out so much. <laughs> find out so, I'm so nervous. Um. So, let's come back to this. But we had some great wings here today oh, from Fanny and
1: they were so good. They were they weren't just like the drumsticks and the flats. They were the full blown wing. There was a bird and a half in that bitch. <laughs>
0: yes. Which is kind of unique. You don't see that too much. Yeah. We don't have we've never had that on the on the podcast yet, so I'm really glad to to do that it was from Fannie Ann's here in mm. downtown Sacramento. Did, so you liked them? Were they good? They were really, really good. I love wings with like the consistency of my upper thigh,
1: where they've got <laughs> that good squish, and you you're like, oh, there's some good, there's some good like juices in there and <laughs> stuff. Like they were so ta- they were so tasty that like I was full and I was like, no, I'm gonna eat this last one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Good.
0: Oh, thank I you. Well, it's, it's money well spent. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Cause and that's funny. We had three different comedians, same wings different reactions but I think really? overall they kind of said they're still good like even if like they're good
1: so these ungrateful bastards <laughs> came onto to your podcast and well bad you t-
0: never know you know I didn't make the wings I mm. just you know but um fair enough
1: I mean I've I've never you know it's so rare that you have wings and you're like ah these aren't good like w- wings are always good. it's like
0: pizza yeah. which is like sex even if it's bad it's still not that bad yeah. and you're like oh that's fine I'll eat it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. How fun. Do you eat wings in your real life? Like Absolutely. would you eat them? You do. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: There's a wing stop by uh mine and my boy my boyfriend's name is Josh. There is a wing stop by our house that's like walking distance. Doesn't mean we walk to it, but it's within walking distance. <laughs> and uh they uh, we, we order from them all the time. Ooh. The time.
0: What what do you order?
1: What what's your flavor if you were ordering for yourself? Uh, I will go for the mango habanero. Oh, yeah. if I'm feeling wild, I'll get the atomic, but I usually go Louisiana rub. Oh, I one. like
0: yeah, I like Louisiana, Louisiana rub. Louisiana
1: rub's really good. Well,
0: let me ask you some wing constitution questions right Excellent. while we're thinking about it. Excellent. So, let's say you and your boyfriend go to wing spot stop, you you know, think of in general like what would you select? This isn't like, oh, you have to do this forever now, but um, would you pick a drummy or a flat? Drum Drummy, which
1: love that drummy. That's
0: great. Well, what does your boyfriend pick? Uh
1: oh, wow. You know all these years together, and I should know this, shouldn't I? Uh, you know he's a we're we're a, we're adorable. We're an adorable little chubby couple. Like for the people at home who can't picture, it, we're both like two just cute little fat people. <laughs> um, so I would. F- I, I would say both for him. I would say he he's he, he, he fluid, not He's fluent, He's wing Yeah. Fluid? Okay. Yeah. Just curious
0: considering, because I always kind of make parallels there. You know, you need to drum to your flat. Yeah. And
1: you Maybe flats. I could see him being a flat guy. Maybe just
0: eats what you don't eat. He's like, yeah. I want you to be happy. Oh, we get
1: separate ones. We're not trying to. This is why we've lasted so long. We get separate, oh. like, wing things so we don't bite each other. That's <laughs> I love that. The
0: couple that orders their wings separately stays together. Do you eat do you like your wings with ranch or blue cheese or neither but ranch is gonna be my go-to. I
1: really like blue cheese. A lot of people don't but I only like it on salads.
0: Okay, fair enough. I like a good blue cheese. Do you like carrots, celery? Do you do the veggies or not? Love it. Love, Love the
1: veggies. Um carrots are good. Celery is king. Celery is so good.
0: I I feel that I've in like in the last several years I've started to really like celery. Really? It has a real fresh yeah, I've been making a lot of a mirepoix, <laughs> or I've been—I've been I've, making—I'm making other things to make you know. But I—I I, um, I'll make like chicken and dumplings or Ooh, soup, and it always starts so with good. like an mirepoix, and yeah. and I've just appreciated celery more. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it, it's something you don't really appreciate as a kid because like it doesn't taste like anything, and then like as an adult you're like, no, it's like a little bit of water in my snack. I'm flossing now, which I needed to do. <laughs> like, you can multitask while eating celery.
0: Beautiful, Kayla. That was <laughs> so good. Do you um do you like a sauced wing or a dry rub? What would you prefer?
1: So I always kind of mix it up because I get the mango habanero is a sauced wing. The Louisiana rub is a dry rub. I can do both. Um, if I've got stuff to do, I'm going dry. Like if I feel like I've got the time to like wash my hands and everything, I go with a sauce. The sauce is like going to be the best. But if I'm like you know, trying to talk to someone I don't know that well, generally, I'm going to go with a dry wing. Like if it's a first date, I'm
0: going dry wing. So, okay, <laughs> let me ask you this for the sake of the podcast. If you're going to Wingstop with your boyfriend tonight, mm-hmm. you know, which one would you pick?
1: Oh, I'm going mango habanero. Um, I am the beneficiary of his life insurance and I know about his deadly allergy. <laughs> so he has to deal with my saucy fingers. That's a saucy, <laughs> wing. Yeah.
0: Do you, <laughs> lovely? Do you? Oh, if you had your preference, uh, fried, grilled, smoked, or baked? Ooh, ah. baked, baked. I think. I like when people can get it really crispy. You yes. Know, like, I think you do some baking powder on it. Yeah. Dry, keep it real dry. You can oven fry them, or you know, which is baking. But um, I like that. Um, it took me a minute to remember. I'm like, do I like them fried? And I'm like, no, I don't like
1: them fried, but I do like them crispy. That's what yeah. it is. Um, how many wings could you eat? Uh, it depends on if I have smoked weed beforehand. <laughs> uh, if I'm a joint in, I can do about 12. Most most times I, like, cap out around 7.
0: Uh, All right. Okay. So your wing constitution, Kayla, would be a DRV SB12. <laughs> That's your... You can put that on your LinkedIn. D R V S B twelve. sb S S B twelve. S B twelve. Love it. Yeah. I'm gonna tell people that.
1: Yeah. When people <laughs> are like, What's your what's your astrology sign? I'm like, Do you
0: yeah, it's 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 funny. Maybe it's, it doesn't stick. It's it's hard to remember. I'm still working on the analysis, the data of this. all. But I'm yeah, gonna write it down before yeah. I leave so I mean can, can remember. You can have this. And then there's oh, Anthony Case and there's Wyatt Cotes and that's yours. Love it. Uh, I like yours the best because you did both. I didn't have to, do to mess with the C L for celery. I did ah, V for veggies. So nice. Um, it's on my um. It's on my, our Instagram. Like I love that
1: there's math to this. There's an equation. That's little, excellent. Yeah. That's if you excellent. just
0: want to know what kind of people you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, and this really helps you. Kayla, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want in the next one to three years from comedy, from life? Like, what would you like to happen? If we we're doing a vision board and it's coming true, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. say it out loud now.
1: Uh, I would love to uh, be featuring at five different clubs on the road. Um, I feel like that's that's very graspable within the next, I would say, year. In yeah, the next like a year, I, the, in the, by the end of 2020, I want to have five different clubs that I can feature at. I've already got... Um, three or one I guess the way you, whichever way you look at it because I've got three clubs but like they're they're one franchise but um, so if I'm being kind three if I'm being mean to myself one but uh, I, I want to be able to have be able to, to do like half my year on the road um, roundabouts and then um, I'm also I, I'm I have a musical theater degree I was a professional actor in Arkansas for eight years where I, I paid my bills mostly through acting nice. I would like to get back to that point in Los Angeles where I'm paying my bills Solely through acting and audio books and such, nice. um, and just like well, entertainment and performance. Because right now I've had to go back to to bartending at an Olive Garden for for now after the pandemic. I was almost there before the pandemic, Good. and then it, it knocked me back. But well, then
0: you shall have it. See, put it out there. We're gonna manifest it. I love you know, it. it's funny. You said if if I'm being mean to myself or if I'm being nice. You know, oh. how often do you have to kind of check that? Like, are you? Do you think you're do you, are you nice to yourself most of the time, or are you mean to yourself most of the time? Like, which one do you think you is just norm?
1: I'm mean to myself most of the time, but it's, like, my my default is fairly mean to myself. Like, I'm working on it with my therapist. Uh, bless her heart. Shout out to Latina. Um, <laughs> but I'm mostly, mostly I'm, I'm mean to myself. But, man, I will have the, some, some of those highs after, like, a really good show. I'm like, I am fucking, I am the best. God. I am... You know, I am, I am Joan Rivers from the gray, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can, I can occasionally I will get those, those moments where I have a very high opinion of my future. But most of the time I'm kind of, I kind of mean to myself, but that's the nice thing about having Josh around is like the only time the, there's one time that Josh has actually yelled at me, mm-hmm. um, because our fights, like we don't really fight. Like we kind of will, frustratedly talk something out, and then we're good. Um, the one time he's actually yelled at me, raised his voice, was because I was like really upset. It was so stupid. Early on, after a comedy competition, I was really upset because like I thought I should have won, and I didn't. And he was like, "I'm not gonna listen to you. Sit here and talk shit about my favorite fucking comedian. You're oh. so good." And I was like, "Okay, he's so oh, great. He's oh my so god. Good. So even when I'm being mean to myself, he's nice to me. And then like I kind of do the same for him as." Like, he'll be really mean about himself. And I'm like, no, you're a great comedian. You're an amazing writer. You're so funny. It
0: stood out to me just because, I mean, that's something me and my friends have been talking about. And I feel like, you know, like. Uh, sometimes I have like I have too much I'm too nice to myself sometimes like Mm. maybe I do need to be a little more mean to myself (laughs) but I just figure at this point I'm just it's life's too short you know like if I can erroneously think I'm a piece of shit I can also erroneously think I'm the best fucking thing in the world Like why not go with the latter I love that if you're gonna be delusional you know but um but it is hard you know Um, well and
1: something I've been working on um with my therapist recently is like I'm really good at telling myself the worst possible story of what could happen she's like tell yourself the best story like yeah. so i'm trying to work on that because like yeah there's i see a lot of good in myself but it is easy to go down those spirals some days where it's like you're a piece of shit like
0: yeah that's that's powerful i love that yeah. i'm glad we talked about that i we're, we're gonna have to wrap up here because like yep. the, they're filling the showroom but sure. would you want to reconnect another time maybe over zoom to. and just like have a really good conversation i would love we to can yeah. talk about this festival and we can talk about the boys here and we can talk about other
1: I would love that. That'd be great. Okay. Um, are you, You're you in uh, Arizona, right? I'm in Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. I, um, I would love to like meet up on Zoom and do all that, but I'm also trying to, um, there's a headliner that I work with a bunch that I'm going to see if I can maybe snag a guest spot on one of his shows in Arizona coming yeah, up here. Yeah, hit me up. Um, so I may actually just kind of come out there and, and hang That'd out and, and do that. So the we'll, we'll so
0: much fun. We'll I love it. 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 We'll um, where
1: it. can people follow you, Kayla? You can follow me on Twitter at KaylaWa, K-A-Y-L-A-W-A-A on instagram kayla underscore underscore cats underscore and underscore comedy it's way too long <laughs> if you search kayla esmond e-s-m-o-n-d you'll find my website you'll find my twitter you'll find my instagram and all of that
0: you guys we've just scratched the surface yeah. but go follow kayla we've got to get going because we've yep. got shows to do we've got a we festival sure do. to be a part of we gotta be you. famous <laughs> <laughs> work bitch um thank you so much for joining us you guys, thank you for me. listening bye bye Part two is coming up right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. We are here for a special part two. We left um, an interview hanging at the Sacramento Sacktown Comedy Get Down Festival with Kayla Esmond. And I was like, girl, we need to get back together and we need <laughs> to talk. And I am so glad we did because I feel like I really got to know Kayla after, you know, we 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 sat down for wings. So here we are via Zoom, yeah. Kayla Esmond, hello. Hi, it's so good to be glad- back. I'm I'm so
1: excited to get to chat with you more. I uh, I feel like I was able to get to know you over the rest of the weekend because we had this like almost crash course, like, you know, the speed dating stuff they do? Yeah. That's what we did. We went on a speed date. Like we went <laughs> on this really quick podcast speed date. And then I feel like I was able to, like, uh, oh, it was like, all right, all the nitty gritties out of the way. She knows what kind of wings I like. Now we're just
0: friends. <laughs> yeah. Let's it, it to it. I had such a good time at that festival. What did you yeah. think about the Sacktown Comedy Get Down? It was
1: so good. It was so good. Um, it was so much fun, top to bottom. I need to actually, the one thing I have to do today is I still have some people I need to email from the festival. Um, I am the worst about emailing because everything I do emailing I am the worst at. But the the uh, the festival was amazing. Like it was so much fun. Everything about it was so well put together. Um the lip sync battle, I was I was I, I was blown away by. Uh, there's a lips there was a lip sync battle at uh Sex Cavity Festival where everybody like so many people just brought this like a game that you don't expect (laughs) like oh my goodness I used puppets Mary had had her own Jolene come and dance for everybody there was a human wrecking ball there's Um, always a
0: human wrecking but there's always a wrecking ball and they always win it's always a wrecking ball this is the third wrecking ball performance I've seen at a festival that has won
1: Interesting. So this is the first time I've done lip sync battle. How, so you've done it a few times before. So you, you notice patterns. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I'll say this and I feel comfortable saying this. And, and even we're talking about the vibe and how fun it is. I feel like that is what broken drift predictions productions does. Like you can tell this is a broken drift productions festival because it, it's like, it's got a good vibe. It's got lots of fun things. It's got a lot of extras. Like yeah. they sp- they spent, I think they spent a lot of money just bringing us some of those. Did you see the, like swag? Do you got, like fanny packs? I know we got fanny packs. We got beanies. We got shirts. And then we got what I
1: thought was a blanket at first. Yeah. What is it? I think, okay. I've been trying to figure this out. And the thing is, I love it. Whatever it is. I, I used it as a blanket on the way home. I slept with it like in the car. Cause I had to go to work the next day. Um, but
0: I think it is a picnic blanket. I I think you're right. it's connected to the handle. So it's kind of odd, but it's like you lay it out and then you put your picnic on top of it.
1: For for anyone listening, it's uh, felt basically. And then like the other side is a really like sturdy material. So it seems like something that would be like comfy on one side and then, but you could also like put it down on wet grass.
0: Yeah, well, also you know I give Broken Drift the the credit, but also like Laughs Unlimited is amazing, and I think I'll say it like this is a, a club and a festival that are run by women, mm-hmm. and I think women like notice details and care about the little things and care about how people feel. And one of the things people have said like when we've done um like Big Pond, they go everybody feels like a headliner. Um, I don't know, oh, I felt pretty special, you know, like I don't
1: know. it's it was so much fun and like. I like that it was just like a a small number of people and like a handful of really down-to-earth straightforward club owners and just like and bookers and uh you're all just hanging out having a good time and like the pressure the pressure seemed very low because uh you were able to really like let loose in a way you normally wouldn't with like usually when there's industry around you get nervous like you kind of you have to like really watch yourself but the whole time I just felt like I was just hanging out with everybody and it's like oh yeah and we're doing shows too but we're also we're going on tours of the of underground Sacramento and like, there was always something fun to do. There was always some form of like bonding thing planned that didn't feel too forced, but like forced everybody, to, forced everybody to interact, you know?
0: Yeah. You never felt like if you went by yourself, you didn't feel alone. Like mm-hmm. you can go by yourself and like have a good time and feel like included. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I'm I'm glad that I was a part of it. Um, So after we talked, we had wings, we did all that. So this isn't that if that's what you're looking for. No. <laughs> So I want to get a little deeper and like know more about Kayla. I saw your set. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see, you did a clean set the next night, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But like the night I saw you, it was edgy. It was so much fun. Tell us a little bit about your comedy and your perspective. Like what what's your voice? Like what do you like, what do you try to like put out there? I feel like I'm still
1: like i feel like i've just very recently started to stumble occasionally upon my voice like very written i am not much of a riff comic i like i sit i write punchlines and i'm very specific about like you know some people are loose and that's that's awesome they're like super loose on stage and they can just like respond to the audience and crowd work and stuff i'm not that person i sit down and I'm like, what is the funniest sound? What is the funniest word? What is the absolute funniest way to say this? How many words? And I just like, like take out words. I listen, I record audio on every single one of my sets and um, listen to it and just try to like pare it down to like the punchlines. And so like, that's kind of my writing and like style and approach, but uh, perspective wise, I feel like I am, the young version of these dirty old white trash women that i grew up around <laughs> i'm this like progressive version of the just grossest people i grew up with um,
0: <laughs> i love that um who did you grow up with and tell us and, and you, you grew up in arkansas is that right
1: so I grew up in Texas, I lived in Arkansas for eight years um, in between high school and when I moved to LA, but uh, you know, I grew up around like this really interesting mixture of like rich, rich people and poor people, but all of them were various mixtures of white trash. Like we all <laughs> have our, like even the, my white trash family that has money Still is like they're the trashiest people I know. Like the, my, the side of my family with money. Uh, my father is a meth addict. He was a felon. Like he was gone. He like cooked hella meth. Like when I was growing up, uh, and like they're all a mess. But they have big nice houses. So <laughs> and pools. So whatever. Um, and then the other side of my family, they're honestly classier. But they're poor. You know that we're we're trailer like living in trailers. Um, living in uh rural texas suburbs kind of uh kind of like right outside of fort worth like on one side of my house going forward like just was city and metroplex and then the other side of my house like looking out was just farm for the next 80 miles was just like desolate so that was kind of this in between in between uh just like good old Texas, classic Texans. That's, <laughs> I really, I don't, I'm so sorry. I like totally got off on, um,
0: no, I think, um, I think it's super relatable because like who ha like there's something in there probably almost anybody can relate to. And if, if it, I imagine if somebody was like, no, I grew up in a great home and, uh, in an upper middle-class, um, area with, you know, non-meth making parents, <laughs> like, I don't it, I mean, I'm sure they can do comedy, but it definitely is the perfect,
1: like my parents don't make sense. That's the other thing is like, honestly, the poorer half of my family, much classier people, um, you know, honest, hard work. And my, my granddaddy was a grave digger and my mom was in the army and a nurse, like she's never done drugs a day in her life. I was the first person who ever offered her drugs. Wow. It was me. I offered her a joint. I was the very first person to offer my mother drugs. Like, so I've just, I've got these like dueling sides of just like bland whiteness, um, that, uh, they're both on varying ends of just like trashy and classy, but all of it's just kind of white trash.
0: That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I gotcha. I gotcha. And it really comes out in your comedy. Cause I just noticed like it had so much punch and it just got you, you know, like, and, and oh, also not in a, you know, I don't, I didn't feel like it was like, I don't know why I'm not judging your comedy, but like, Oh, please do! Please do! No, I was around (laughs) some of the industry people, and I heard their comments, and they're just like, "Yeah, I really like that. She was really edgy." But so it was—it was like what you want when you want to see like a just a fun comic and like, thank you, going there, you know. And but it also didn't feel like gross or just like cheap. It was like really smart. I think it was like really really specific about like I kind of I want to say that
1: absolute like nicest thing in the absolute most horrific way possible because like none of my comedy my comedy might be horrifying but it's not mean yeah like, it's I I do like I work really hard to make sure that I'm always in any way like punching up there's like not even really any like barely any directional punch but like now that doesn't mean my comedy's not offensive I feel like it's offensive but it's not like or it'd be offensive to the exact kind of people I'm looking to offend, you know? Yeah. If you don't like, if you're against abortion, you're not gonna like my comedy and that's fine. That's okay, my comedy's not for you. And I'm so
0: pro-abortion. you're super
1: religious, like you may not like my comedy. That's okay, it's not for you. I, right. I don't, you
0: know? <laughs> that is that is pretty right on right there, I get it. I can't get your cat abortion joke out of my head either. I'm like, <laughs> I keep trying to tell my friend about it and I keep forgetting, but I'm like, you just, you just gotta say it. I was just like, you just gotta say it i'll send you a clip of it um (laughs) it's one of that's one of my like that was one of the first
1: jokes that i wrote that was really like oh there's something slightly different there's a there's a weird punchline i haven't heard before and that was like the first joke that when i did it um at a club the headliner that was the first time a headliner came up to me and was like i've never heard a joke like that before that's funny and i was like ah okay and that kind of sent me in this direction of like, okay, maybe this is kind of what I do is just like, cause I talk about like Jesus getting fucked to death by a giraffe, which is like the most horrific possible. But I try to wrap it up in the silliest way possible. One, I don't, people are always like, so people want to know way too many specifics about that joke. And I'm like, I haven't looked them up. Like that's the honest truth. They're like, so how did like the logistics of it work? And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't want to know how the logistics of the Romans fucking people to death with giraffes worked don't do it but like people are always (laughs) like how did no um but I'm like really specific on it like I don't get super graphic with it I try to keep it light try to keep it silly and then like that's yeah it's like I'm just trying to say horrific things in a light enough way that we can all stay on board
0: yeah I love it I love it It it's so much fun it's like buckle up you know um so that was really cool um like, where am I when did you start doing comedy? Uh,
1: 2016.
0: Nice. And then, so you made this move from Arkansas. You and Josh, your boyfriend is also um, a comic, Josh. Yeah, my he boyfriend. was fantastic. We loved him. By the way, Mark got, I don't know what I have. Sorry. Mark <laughs> got so know. many good pictures. He showed me. Did I tell you that already? No. Um, you'll probably see them eventually, but, um, or hit him up and be like, hey, Mark Silverstein, I heard you have good pictures me and Josh. Um, but he was so, I'm, I, he's one of my favorite photographers. So like, I'm always trying to be nice to him when he's got his yeah. camera. So I'm like, please <laughs> get more photos of me. Um, so anyway, he had really great photos. So have when to, did you have to hit him up? Yeah. When did you guys move to LA and like what facilitated that like decision? So
1: I'd actually wanted to move out to LA before I started comedy. This was like a separate, like dream that I had was moving to LA Um, and then I started comedy and that kind of delayed it a little bit because I was like well I don't want to like move to LA six months into comedy that sounds like a bad idea Um, so I I did comedy out uh, in the south for a while and then I was like okay when I was starting again to be like okay maybe I will maybe maybe I'll move out to LA then I started dating my boyfriend and again it got pushed back so it's something I wanted to do for a long time just like outside of comedy um, but when we did when we did move out here we moved out here with three other comedians um, from Little Rock and we moved into a house all together in North Hollywood and uh, the pandemic ended up like two of them two of them left and then uh, one of them moved back to Arkansas uh, and I miss him very much I miss Bear if you ever get a, if you're ever going through Arkansas Bear the comic he is good funny people
0: was it you, though? You were talking about some really bad roommates you had. At <laughs> right now, it just came back to me. Yes, the other two, they fucked the fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, uh, they pieced the fuck out. They, uh... <laughs> they left they left trash they left their stuff josh and i had to like clean their shit they didn't pay for the bathtub that they ruined we had to pay for that they were oh my gosh some real motherfuckers uh but you know one of them has this just awful awful just painful bomb online on youtube and sometimes i'll just go watch it and it just feels good it's just like i have a (laughs) a bookmark this is like, I haven't talked to him, that's fine. Fuck off, live your life. Uh, But every now and then when I'm thinking about them, I'm like, oh man, they, they cost us so much money. I'll just go watch this clip of him bombing on YouTube. And it just makes me- dumb. Is it
0: on YouTube as a bomb? Like, does he know it was a bomb or is it just like- Yes, but it is not his video. So he can't take it down. It was on Kill
1: Tony, all those- Oh, wow. Tony, so it's, it's on YouTube forever.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's that's one of the most miserable. painful
1: things to watch.
0: I felt, you know, as much fun as I had in Sacramento, I think when I got home and this happens to me, I don't know if this happens to you, maybe you can give me advice, I don't know. But like, I felt like I had a lull, like I just maybe get a little bit in the blues from like having so much fun and just being like around comedy, you know, for all day, all night. Then I came home and I was like, what am I doing? What am I, and I don't know, I'm kind of in my head about things lately. And I don't know how to like, get out of it. I get My response was to work, like do something, go,
1: you know. Not always though. Sometimes like, sometimes working, uh, working yourself to death isn't the answer. You know, sometimes the answer is actually that like, you just, cause for me, I had a similar, just like I spent a few days just chilling on the couch. I didn't write a joke. I didn't go do a set. I didn't listen to any of my sets. I did nothing, I, I watched TV. And it's just like, we'd spent the whole weekend focusing entirely on like comedy. And like, uh, we, we didn't get a chance really like the, and to their credit, like everything was packed. Every moment, there were no free moments because you didn't need them, you didn't want them. But like for three straight days, you were just like, yeah. comedy. And then you have to go back to your real life. And like, even comedy isn't usually like, even if you're quote unquote, making it in comedy, it still doesn't get to be that fun all the time. Like yeah. that's a special thing for anybody. Even if you're a professional comedian does it every day of the year, like festivals where you're hanging out and there's all this fun stuff and there's like trivia games and karaoke and like all this fun stuff. Uh, it's different. It's the highlight, you know, yeah. it's it's the best part of all of of uh, of all of it.
0: You're absolutely right. Sometimes it's good just to like cleanse, like just not even like check out and yeah. yeah. I'm getting there. We'll see. I mean, I've got things, but I'm always, I think I'm pushing myself too, in a weird way where I'm just like, yeah, like I'm never like not being satisfied or, you know, and I'm like, I think I need to just be in the moment. But anyways, this isn't to me, hard. for me to unload my problems on well, you. No, but It's hard
1: though. And especially after the pandemic, because I think that's the other mm-hmm. thing, because before the pandemic, I probably wouldn't have needed those few days afterwards, you know, but like, Post-pandemic, when you we've spent so long not doing anything, and then you spend three straight days just doing everything, um, you're just kind of mentally depleted after that. You know, you do have to like you have to be a little gentle with yourself these days. We have to be more gentle with ourselves than we used to because, you know, we do we just deserve a sleepy time nap break to watch the same episode of Bob's Burgers that you've watched. In- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm gonna that's I'm gonna I'm gonna internalize that. Um, take that in also I was staying in this like crazy somewhat haunted mansion amazing every night I just made sure I was so tired like I stayed up as long as I could because I was scared so that I could just fall asleep as soon as I turn off the lights um, oh no. That was weird. It was nice to come home and like get a good night's sleep because it was a cr- creepy like weird. Oh, uh, I
1: can't handle potential ghosts. The thing is I don't believe in ghosts at all and I want to keep that uh belief going by never meeting one. Uh, yeah, as I long as think- I don't personally interact with a ghost, I can be like they're not real. It's not happening.
0: I think they're just not interested in me. I'm not sure. I don't want to say I don't believe them because then they're going to challenge me. Right. Well, um, but also they're not interested in me, I think. But anyways, I'll stop talking about it because I'll freak myself out. Oh, dude, um, it,
1: it absolutely scares was, me. It's amazing. Like, I'm like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm still scared of them.
0: You know? <laughs> I saw a really scary TikTok uh, la- the other night and I was like, this is fake. This is fake. But it was so good. The little, I you love know, scary TikToks. I, it's always at night. How come they always come on at night?
1: It's uh, it's sometimes hard for me to tell. I like I will have to be like, yeah, okay, this is sure this is fake, but how? Like, yes. The, the the easy answer is probably just like I have video editing, but I'm
0: like, but it doesn't look like CGI, man. It looks like <laughs> exactly. You were telling me you had some fun stories. I don't know if they're wing related or are they just Kayla classics.
1: Uh, probably just Kayla class. I don't know if I have any good wing stories. Maybe I should, uh, go out and ask
0: people like, what was the best thing that happened to you? Like if was a a wing was near, a wing was involved, you know, or, you know, maybe I I just don't think I've ever been bummed out with a wing in my hand. You know, I mean, that's hence the name of the podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, I mean, I've got, I've definitely got, some crazy comedy stories, as I'm sure you do too. Cause like going on the road at all, uh, it just breeds uh, insane stories. So what is the craziest
0: thing to happen to you in comedy then?
1: The craziest thing that probably happened to me in comedy is I had uh, unintentionally had part of an abortion on stage. Um...
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Unintentionally. Yes. Partial abortion. Yes. On stage. Yes. Not just figuratively.
1: Literally. Every word can... that, I mean literally. There is oh no flowery metaphorical speech there. Um, I So the way early term abortion works is you take a pill and that's like, that ends, that terminates the pregnancy. And then 24 to 48 hours later, you take a second set of pills and that starts the slip and slide portion to cleanse your body. Um, and uh, so... I was doing Grease the Musical at the time. (laughs) That was, uh, I was, I worked at a dinner theater in Arkansas was like how I uh, made a lot of my money actually before moving out to LA, I paid a lot of my bills through like children's theater and dinner theater and like just good old, good old rural theater (laughs) in Little Rock, Arkansas. It was great. And like, you know, some comedy, Um, but so I was, I was in Grease the Musical and, I needed to get an abortion and so I uh I had to like pencil it in I had to pencil it in between I uh because I was on a time limit you know I was about to I was about to hit the time where like it switches over and now you can't do this kind of abortion in Arkansas anymore you know um I'm having to go go through all these hoops because again it's Arkansas so I'm like going through the hoops they've got yeah. they have to do all these like ultrasounds and shit and uh They're like, do you want to see a picture of it? And I'm like, ah, it looks like a blurry blob. Yeah, fine. Um, (laughs) So I had uh, a matinee for Greece that day. Uh, So I I went and took the pill, the first one that you take at the doctor's office. And uh, I go into a show that night and I have a matinee the next day. And I have to take these the second set of pills at some point during this next day. I had a matinee and that night I was headlining a show at a bar, Um, just like a nice, is kind of an oxymoron, but just a nice dive bar, like a great place to go see music and have some beers. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll take the second set of pills after the show, um, after the show that night. And so uh, Josh, my my boyfriend, uh, is also on the show with me and (laughs) as well as a bunch of our friends. uh, It's just a local, you know, just a local showcase at a dive bar. And um, I go up, I'm doing a 25 minute set at the end. I start off with, I had to uh, schedule an abortion in between gigs. I've never felt so Hollywood. Um, (laughs) And in that moment, I just... Feel a rush and I just start bleeding and I was like, son of a bitch. That's what you get. <laughs> no, no. I had to, I had to stop. And I was like, hey, Alexi, to the host, I was like, come get this mic for me. I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> <laughs> he was so confused. And he runs up and he's like, what do I? And he says in the microphone, and he's like, what do I do? And I was like, tell a joke. And I run to the bathroom and I just take a fistful of paper towels and just like bam um and then i like go i wash my hands because uh you know it, what are you gonna do um i wash my hands i go back out and i go back on the stage and i finish the rest of my set and i come back and i just like riff about the fact i'm like it's okay i didn't uh i'm i didn't like nothing happened in the bathroom <laughs> i didn't drop anything in your pipes i'm classy uh they're white tavern so and I finished my set and then I went home and uh, the bleeding stopped as soon, as soon as I finished my set, the second I finished my set, because wicked sense of comedic timing. As Soon as I finished my set, it stops. And like, so I can't take a couple shots and I'm like, all right, let's go home and finish this thing. And I go home, I take the rest of the pills, I do the rest of it. And uh, yeah, felt so much better the next day. Woke up not feeling super sick the next day, like I had the past, uh, past few weeks
0: wow that is a I know there's this comedic piece of that but that's a lot like that's a lot for anybody a young person or, you know anybody to really go through I think, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like are you okay I I think wouldn't most women in that situation I would imagine they like take a couple of days and mm-hmm. sort of just relax like do that thing you said like on the couch and watch Bob's burgers and just but you were no you were going you were working
1: i went and i did my show i did grease the next day uh again i had another show the next day went and i was back dancing and uh a few weeks later so every summer uh at this at the theater that i was doing that the musical at every summer the musical is written uh, is rented out by an anti-choice group in Arkansas for their fundraiser. <laughs> and they do like these fundraisers for their anti-choice group, like during intermission and before the show. And they have never gotten a good performance out of me. Boy, howdy, do I phone those in. Uh, it's the only time, it's the only time. Like I give 110% to everything I do except those shows for those people. And like two weeks after my abortion, i'm like doing a show for these people and at some one point i i came through the audience with pom-poms and i just made it my business to just f- smack every single person with my <laughs> pom-poms like i went to with the very end of my pom pom, there was so one on the way down it was very unprofessional
0: yeah it's um, i i live in downtown phoenix and um right when I when I first moved here actually this happened a couple of places when I see protesters protesting in a building I mean probably the best thing about coming upon some protesters like I'm really grateful for them to point out abortion clinics because I, <laughs> I, I always wondered where they were and now oh, I yep. I know where they are and so I know where. To go. I
1: wouldn't have never gotten this abortion if not for your uh helpful GPS
0: directionals, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: i'd I'd worked, um, I'd worked in pro choice like spheres in Arkansas before that. Like, I did clinic escorting and stuff. Like, I protected women. You know, you hold umbrellas up in front of women as they go into the clinic so they can't harass them and shit. Um, so I was already really comfortable with like the whole process. So it really, like, of all the things in my life that like have traumatized me or like absolutely, the whole thing I just thought was funny, like it's uh it it just ended up like I was just so comfortable already with abortion I was like yeah it's just the same as getting a, a any other medical like
0: yeah that's what happens yeah. when you're educated and you relying enough. on science you're like yeah no it's like, fine I was like this is fine <laughs> that is crazy though and I think um what an experience! I think that'll serve you for like. Oh, it's wow! It's
1: it's the story that I have that nobody else does. You yeah, know? nobody else ever has ever had this story. Um.
0: <laughs> Where do you go from there, Kayla? Oh I don't know. Gosh. Um, sorry, I'm a little like brain, <laughs> brain dead for a Monday too. I'm like. ugh.
1: I had such a crazy day at work. I feel like I can't like form coherent, fully coherent sentences. Uh, yesterday when I was working. The other bartender got fired. So,
0: oh no, nobody
1: told me. And then I was just by myself. Um, so I've been like, I feel like my brain has just been drained, got the brain drain.
0: Yeah, work is hard, I think, in general. And then with the pandemic, there's just all these other things that we have to think Mm -hmm. about now, you know. And then uh, I imagine like the restaurant industry, it's been hit really hard with this. And like, there's people not coming back to work, or like, are you gonna be the only bartender for a while? People have been leaving in
1: droves and I do not blame them for it. It is such a nightmare of an industry. I came back, I haven't worked in a restaurant in a little while and coming back to it, I'm like, God, this sucks. How did I do this for years and years before? Um, there, there's still other bartenders. Cause there's a handful of us, but like they really, they lose bartenders pretty quick. <laughs> they, we've been, we've been going pretty quick. It's just, it's a, yeah, it's a rough time to be in the industry. And I think people on a large scale are really fed up with like this. We're really fed up with like wages and being like, dude, I'm not really surviving right now. Like I'm yeah. not really yeah. actually making it like you're not paying me enough to make it. So why should I give a shit about your bottom line? Like right.
0: Yeah. It's really tough out there. Um, so you know, I think that's, what's nice about having a dream and having, you know, a passion. Cause it's like, it yeah. keeps you, keeps color in your face, I guess, you yeah. know, like, just like, Oh, gives you that shine. What do you, um, I asked you earlier, you know, when we first recorded about like, what do you want? What is your, you know, your, your hopes and dreams, but let me kind of tilt that a little bit and ask you like, what has been your favorite moment? What's been the, like the best thing to happen to you in comedy thus far?
1: Uh, I've got such a sappy answer but my boyfriend uh... (laughs) Josh and I have been together for four and a half years now like we've been you know through it uh we we did the pandemic you know we've gotten to travel together doing comedy and then that's so much fun is like traveling with Josh doing comedy because like I love being on the road I love everything about the road Mm -hmm. I love driving and by myself and just listening to podcasts. I love going through airports by myself, listening to music, like the nitty little bits of it. I love. And then sometimes I get to do it. I get to travel and do comedy with my partner and it's like, Oh, that's, it's just the most fun. It's like, he is the most fun. Uh, it's really, it's really exciting to like, we went to, we, you know, we've gotten to go to Washington DC together to do comedy and, um, uh you know he's uh he's really funny and it's really it's always really exciting like he gets wins and I get wins you know it's like neither of us are are like just drowning or like flying soaring above the other we're both just like we're both achieving fun stuff and it's really cool to like watch a person you believe in and think is really funny succeed Uh, and it's really cool to always have somebody who like cheers you on and it's amazing to not to get to to not have to go to open mics by yourself a lot of the time right. I still open mics by myself but
0: and honestly. I remember you were telling me you're like if you if you're down or you're having a bad set he pumps you up and he's like don't talk to my best friend that way yeah and I once saw a comedy couple and this is when I knew I was like oh my gosh that's so nice um when my friend said to his girlfriend like hey write that down and to me, that epitomizes what I want in a comedy partner or, you know, a partner in general is like, hey, write that down because they're like encouraging you. They're recognizing what you do and they're just like pushing you forward when you don't even see it for yourself sometimes, you know, and yeah. I think that mirror in a sense is just so nice. Um, That's
1: very true. Makes
0: things easier. It does. Because like we have the same approach to
1: comedy but it just like it manifests in very different ways because we have very different comedy like our our comedy is very different but like in person we're we have the exact same sense of humor you know like and it is really great to have somebody that understands what you do because like if I did I feel like if I did just like a regular job. Like if I was an accountant, I wouldn't want to date another accountant. Like I don't want to date another, uh, bartender, but this isn't like so much my job. It's like, oh, but it's my passion. It's my special interest. You know, it's the thing that I spend all my day thinking about. So it's really cool to be able to talk to the person that I'm with, who is also all the time, all day thinking about stand up comedy. You know, we're, we're always talking about, uh, joke ideas and we can be really, really frank with each other about like, We'll be like, hey, we'll pitch a joke, and we'll be like, mm, take this word out, switch this word with that word because it's a better, it's a, it has funnier sounds to it. And we're always like, yep, you're right. There we go.
0: I love that. I want so. that. <laughs> My friends tell me they're like, Mary, you, you know, you can't date a comedian. You just need to really. And I'm like, I feel like they're right, but then they're also wrong. Like I don't necessarily want to date a comedian, but I wanna I want a partner who understands me, supports me, has a passion of their own, you know, and that might be a comedian, but I find that most of them, not Josh, are just trash. So in terms of romantic interests. So that's cool, well, and that's the problem. It's not so much about like, oh
1: don't date a comedian it's just don't date a shitty person and unfortunately a lot of people (laughs) use comedy as an excuse to be a shitty person and I'm glad to see that that like kind of landscape is changing slowly tiny bit inch by inch where like there's not this inherent expectation of oh you're a comedian so you must be a bad person you must drink and do drugs and like all this stuff not that I don't drink and do drugs hello but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i'm a good person while i do it you know yeah, you're a great person uh, but i i feel like the fact that that's changing helps because like a lot of a lot of comics are just shitty people but as long as they're not a shitty person now, like it's not the comedy that makes the relationship not work it's the p- fact that one of them's a shitty person yeah they want to blame it on the comedy they're like oh it's because it's two comedians and comedians are bad people it's like no the dude's just a douche <laughs>
0: You know, with with, with with the guys that I know around my scene, a lot of them, you know, we're in different places in life a little bit. Mm-hmm. There are really good people at heart, but maybe just mildly damaged. But I don't know. Or they're just, mm-hmm. you know, and I think comedy's different for guys too. Like they get seen as such superstars or like they have a lot of people, like, like if you're doing a club show, there's going to be women there that are just like, oh, who's that, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, I don't think, it's not the same for me. I don't, yeah. I think people might have secret crushes on me, which I like, that keeps me going, but they're not, nobody's like, hey, here's my- Nobody's name. trying to
1: fuck us, like, no. audience members aren't trying to fuck us after the shows. Um,
0: I've had some horny couples, you know, to get a, a little yeah. handsy, but not, not the same. No, yeah. not like, hey, let me take you out. The uh,
1: the few occasions that like yeah somebody has said something to me after a show, it's yeah it's been it's been couples because I talk about being bisexual. Uh, oh, right. What is that like? What, <laughs> what what is it about doing stand up comedy that they're like, oh she's down to get railed while she eats my puss? Like what <laughs> is what energy do we give off? What vibe is that specifically?
0: Yeah, I think I'm not bisexual, but I think I have a certain, uh, um, maybe I project a certain amount of attainability. I think that people really find attractive. And sometimes it's always though, they do have me questioning a little bit because you know, it's, um, the ones I can remember the people who like, just, they get so flirty. It's always like hot wife and rich old guy kind of. Yes, yeah. And I just love that setup. I'm just like, yeah, you know, buy me something. Um, Absolutely. Buy me some wings, dude. I mean, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it is, here's the thing. I like attention and I want it. I want all the attention. I want it from straights. I want it from gays. I want it from, you know, so, I'll just put that out there. It's true. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I just think
1: it's really brave of you to admit in 2021 that you're straight. I think that's really.
0: Like I said, I'm questioning where I'm kind of like, I'm at this point where I'm like, men are trash at this point. And I really, I might need to think of an alternative route here because it's just not working with these dudes. (laughs) I had a guy uh, I interviewed yesterday. We published it yesterday. He told me, I just, I won't, the reason why I'm single is because I won't let a man be a man. He goes all day we're walking around and you would not let me open the door. You just were already there. He's a, you need to slow down I was like, no, I need a guy that can keep up. Like he was so like, I want to say like traditional kind of like masculinity, whatever. Anyways, it was interesting your
1: self-esteem shouldn't rely that heavily on someone else like right you shouldn't feel broken inside because somebody else won't let you like open a door that's ridiculous like that's that's too sensitive that's too sensitive fellas
0: yeah I have I I, I have a I can do it myself kind of attitude until somebody kind of like anyways take charge or I don't know I'm in a zone. I'm in a mood. When you
1: got to be like, well, you didn't make me feel like a woman. Pay half my rent. And yeah. In fact, pay all my rent. Pay me alimony and then you can open doors.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been so great. What else, Kayla? What else do you want to put out there for Wings with Friends fans? Oh my goodness.
1: Um, you know, I'm hoping to be on the road more. So please come see a show. I'm so sad inside and I need, I need your attention um, and validation.
0: What, um, where do you want to go? Like if you could plan a tour right now.
1: Oh man. Uh,
0: I've always wanted to go to Portland.
1: I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to perform in Denver. I've been to Denver. I love it. I've done a couple of open mics. I've never gotten to do shows there. Um, And Nashville. Um I've never done any any uh actual like I've only done open mics in Nashville. Yeah. But and I love Nashville. I've been to Ma- Nashville multiple times but just never for comedy. It was always to so, like one time I went to see Pat Oswalt. Um yeah. I went to watch a see a friend of mine open for Pat Oswalt. Um but uh but I have always wanted to do shows out there.
0: I went for New Year's Eve a couple of years Ooh. ago my first time. It was a lot of fun. That sounds fun. It I've seems over overwhelming Rick. to me now. Like when I see like all the stuff on TikTok and just like the like it's it's a big deal. <laughs> like I don't God, know if I, I could keep up now. I'd be like, uh, oh, I just need like a TikTok. hot guy though. I had a really hot guy. <laughs> um.
1: um and then Phoenix. I want to come to Phoenix. That's yeah. the other one that's been on my list for a really long time that like I've been wanting to come out to like Arizona and and all that. Um you know, just just wanting to hit hit those. of those hipstery cities
0: yeah those are all the cool places yeah I
1: have performed in you know uh Tulsa Oklahoma
0: and Wichita Kansas a bunch of times and all that you know I've done those I want to go to those places because I feel like I'm like this is where I love the people in these places and I feel like they might like me
1: oh they love you they you though yeah you'd be great um no, I love those places, uh, but I would love to go somewhere
0: uh, more lively. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. Well, I love putting it out there because then I think, you know, it could happen, right? Put it out there. Vision huh. board it. Um, yeah. Last question for you, Kayla. This is in the spirit of Wings with Friends. Yeah. If you, I don't know why you would be in this predicament, but <laughs> what would you want your last meal to be? Ooh.
1: All right, I am going fried mozzarella from Olive Garden. They're the only people who do it right. They're so the, flat, yeah. like the squares, right? They're flat squares. They're flat squares. Um, and they're absolutely full of mozzarella. Good one. Um, I'm going to go with wing stops, mango habanero, as well as some wing stop fries. Mm. Then I'm going salmon sashimi. Oh,
0: probably
1: probably finish that off with uh, mashed potatoes and cheesecake. <laughs> it's a very it's like a seven course.
0: Yeah. It's like all your favorite things. Yeah. Like we're doing it. I love yep. that. Oh my gosh. Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time to come back and hang out with me and just like dive a little bit deeper. Thank you so much for
1: having me and letting me just like s- tiredly ramble on your podcast. It's been such a treat to just, you know, uh, be let off the leash. <laughs> right. Um, where can people follow you? You can follow me um, if you go to www.kaylaesmond.com, K-A-Y-L-A-E-S-M-O-N-D. Uh, you will find videos of me, pictures of me, and links to all of my social media. If you look for Kayla Esmond, I am at Kayla Wah, Waa, on Twitter, and Kayla underscore cats underscore and underscore comedy on Instagram, but you can find all of that through
0: Kayla Esmond.com perfect thank you so much kayla esmond it's been great let's not be strangers please keep in touch and come to phoenix and like all great things will happen um hey everybody thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe on subscribe on itunes or wherever you do that and follow us on instagram that'd be great Uh, for kayla esmond i'm your host mary F. church we'll see you next time bye-bye